Entrepreneur on Fire 546. In need of some motivation? We've got you covered seven days a week. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Tired of the runaround from companies who send you to four different places before you get what you want? LegalZoom will take care of you from start to finish. Visit LegalZoom.com and enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Evoice has an all-in-one system that works for you, not against you. Set up your 30-day free trial, plus get $5 off every month forever by going to evoice.com, entering the promo code FIRE. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Bill Glazer. Bill, are you prepared to ignite? I am absolutely on fire already, (laughs) John. Bill is an accomplished financial exec and serial entrepreneur who's raised over $200 million for emerging growth companies, including over $25 million for companies he's founded. He grew one of his companies from zero to $18 million in revenue and took another company public that was sold to McAfee and is now a founder and president of Overnear, an event discovery network and mobile app. Given our listeners just a little overview, Bill, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that, and I'm happy to be with you guys, and what's up, Fire Nation? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, well, thank you for the kind introduction, John. Uh, As you mentioned, I've raised a lot of money for companies. I used to be an investment banker, and I've always been an entrepreneur, and I've been a serial entrepreneur, so I've used a lot of the know-how and resources that I've developed in my financial career to provide the resources in my entrepreneurial pursuits. So as you mentioned, I've, I've raised over a couple of hundred million and they always weren't successful. So I, I learned a lot along the way and I've developed a system that anyone can use regardless of what type of business, regardless of whether you've raised capital in the past for your business that you can use to raise capital that you need to grow your business. And I'll actually be coming out with a book later this year exactly on that topic. And I hope it can be something that will inspire people to really get the fuel in their tank so that they can really become successful and and be of service to people that their businesses, products, and and services are, are addressing. Well, I hope it's inspiring, Bill, but at the same time, I hope it's a reality check because a lot of people have these wild, grandiose ideas of, you know, coming to Silicon Valley or getting venture capital or getting, you know, money from an angel investor and what that means. And all of a sudden, you know, that pile of money just leads to a pile of success. And I know your book is going to really do a deep dive into the right way to go about things. Yeah, well, I appreciate that, John. And, you know, it's often surprising to me that entrepreneurs, when you dive in as an entrepreneur, there's, there's a lot you have big vision and big eyes for, but reality starts to set in and you, you meet challenges and adversity. And as a successful entrepreneur, you have to learn ways to navigate through those challenges. But for whatever reason, most people, when it comes to raising capital, they, they throw their hands in the air and they think it's something that they either have to be an expert or rely on someone like me who is an expert to help them raise the capital. And for most entrepreneurs, they often avoid it. And it's not something that they learn like they do in other parts of their business. So I I really hope that 
my system can be something that guides them and helps them overcome that fear of raising money because it is something that will help you achieve your goals and achieve your vision and actually become successful because it's one of the biggest reasons why businesses fail because they lack lack the capital to grow. Love that, Bill. And I can't wait to dive into that as we really go into your journey. But before we do, I actually want to take a step back and go a little more personal here because I'm staring at your Skype avatar and I'm seeing this incredibly adorable baby staring back at me. And even though this baby's wearing a New York Knicks shirt (laughs) and being a Boston Celtics fan, I don't love that. I just, I have to smile. Thank you, John. And that, that is, she is, as a matter of fact, she's just one year old today. Wow. Today? So today's so a, cool. a momentum, momentous occasion, not only the uh, celebrating the birth of my baby, but what a better way to do it than be talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, having you uh, soften your tone towards the New York Knicks. I, I know that's <laughs> one of the outcomes that will happen as a result. Not this, towards but, Carmelo Anthony, just the New York Knicks. Okay. okay. All right. Well, then that's fair. Um, so, you know, you asked about the success quote and what, what really drives me. Yes. And to me, it's, it's more, it, it is a quote and I'll give that to you momentarily, but it's more about a way of life and it's about living life in the present and not taking anything for granted. And, and, and that is something that I really, uh, have developed and, and something that I, that, that is instilled in me is that I live my life like I was going to die tomorrow and I take care of my body and learn as though I was going to live forever. And to me, that means really just living in the moment and not neglecting your health, not neglecting your family. You pointed out my daughter who I I always make time for my daughter and my wife and my friends and and other family members. And it's important to have balance in life, not just, you know, to shift your priorities constantly of now I'm going to work hard and later I'll worry about my health or now I'm going to work hard and later I'll worry about finding the right relationship with the right, the, the, the right, uh, friendships. It's, it's important to always implement on every single day, the things that are meaningful to you in your, your mind, your body, your business, your, your health, your emotional health, and not take anything for granted and live in the moment and always do your best. I love that mantra, Bill. It's really how I've tried to live my life, especially the last two plus years when I made the dive into Entrepreneur on Fire and into entrepreneurship in general because our time on this earth is limited. And if we're not doing something that we're passionate about, if we're not living like, A, we could die tomorrow, but are having dreams that allow us to realize that we can have this passion forever, that is the focal point of every entrepreneur that I've seen have a lot of success for that marathon, Bill, not that sprint. So what I want to do now is step back and take the spotlight, Bill, and turn it on to you as an entrepreneur because you're our guest today and we want to really do a dive into your journey. And Bill, as you know, because you're an entrepreneur, not every journey goes from success to success to success, but is strewn with failures along the way in so many powerful different ways. So tell us a story, Bill. Take us down to the ground level of a time that you did fail and share with us the lessons you learned. Sure, I'd be happy to. And, and you're dead on, John. I mean, you, failure is an essential part of success. and You can't avoid failure. You can't expect that there'll be a straight line up to success. Failure, if you're open to it, are where your lessons are. And when you're able to step back and actually look at what you did 
it will give you the vision and the wisdom to actually change how you approach things in the future. And so I, I always like to embrace the challenges and, and the adversities and what some people call failures. To me, they're, they're, they're just more of a gateway to success. But one of the earlier failures, so to speak, that I experienced was, was one of the first post-college companies that I founded. And it was actually during the first Persian Gulf War back in the 90s. And there was this huge sense of patriotism and a, and a demand for U.S. flags that probably never existed before. And so I, I, I saw it as an opportunity because I, I saw that stores were running out of these flags. And so what I did was I contacted as many flag manufacturers that I could. And ironically, many of them were in China. Uh, manufacturing U.S. flags, which is a little bit of an irony. But <laughs> most of them were had huge backlogs, some as much as two years. Wow. And so what I decided to do was figure out a way that I can get flags made and go out and market them. And so what I, what I uh, um, decided to do was source out the materials of the handheld flag. So I, I got the wooden sticks I got the dowels, I found the fabric, all of the, the materials that were used from the flag manufacturers, and I, I ended up finding a silk screener who also did assembly. And so it, while I was doing that, I was also going out and marketing the flag. So I, I created a simple one-page offer sheet that had big letters that said, we have U.S. flags, and it, and it specified what the terms were. And literally in about three weeks, I got over a million dollars worth of purchase orders. And so here I was, a young kid in my early 20s, beyond excited about, you know, all the money that I was going to be making and how I was going to be spending it. And what ended up happening was uh, one of the big orders that I got was from a chain store uh, in in the Midwest. And they actually placed two orders even before I filled the the, the first one. And so I decided that they were going to be the first order that I shipped to. And I had the assembly company that, that also silkscreened the flags drop ship directly to them. But before they did, I requested that they send me a box of samples. When I got the samples, John, it was a huge disappointment. I opened up the box. The color red that they used was the wrong color red. It was a fluorescent red. It wasn't the color of the red that, that we use in the U.S. flags. There were, there were, the flags were unevenly cut. There were glue on the sticks. And so I told them not to ship to the, uh, the chain stores because not only would it have been laughable, but of course they wouldn't have paid for them or accepted them. So what ended up happening was I wasn't able to fulfill any of those orders, had a conflict with the, with the supplier. Um, and to actually get the money to buy the materials, I initially loaned, uh, sorry, I borrowed money from my father. And what turned, what started out as a $5,000 loan quickly turned into uh, $80,000 that I borrowed from my father. And so what, along with lessons about oversight and making sure, you know, I start out on a smaller scale to get samples first and then go out and market them, which I would have been able to pivot a lot quicker than by buying all the, the product that I needed to fulfill the order. The biggest lessons I, I gained in raising money with family and friends was that one, you always need to have terms. If you have ambiguous understanding of when or how that money is to be repaid, 
it's bound to cause a conflict. And it did cause a conflict with me and my father at the time. And the second thing about the, the dealing with family and friends when you're raising capital is that you not only have to explain all the positive potential outcomes, which I did certainly about the million dollars of sales and, and additional sales that I could have generated, but you have to explain the risk really clearly so that your family and friends understand that they could lose their investment. And if there's any possibility that that relationship can sour as a result and you feel that that's a possibility before going into it, then you should decide maybe it's not the best way to bring in your capital. But if you feel that you've explained everything to family and friends, including all the risks, then even if things don't turn out the way they, uh, you expected, at the very least, you did everything you could to explain the risks, and they were willing to take that risk anyway. So those were important lessons that I got out of that first experience of failure. Bill, that's such a powerful story, and the lessons at the end just really articulate so well what everybody in Fire Nation needs to think about before taking that leap, before taking that step in any direction that they're going forward in. And Bill, what I want to do now is, is just keep this great momentum that you've created by telling a story, because that's what Entrepreneur on Fire's USP is. We differentiate ourselves by really focusing on stories and, and the lessons that we can learn from them. So you just shared an amazing lesson and an amazing story with a failure. So now let's go to the other end of the spectrum and talk about an aha moment. Bill, tell us about a time a light bulb went off and the steps that you took to turn that idea, that aha moment into success. Sure. Well, I ultimately became very good at making money, in particular when I was in my 20s. And whether it was in my financial business of helping other companies raise capital and other financial-related advisory services, or if it were any of my entrepreneurial pursuits. And so it was a goal of mine to be a millionaire before I was 30. And I actually achieved that when I was 29 and made a couple of million that year when I was 29 years old. But as I evolved emotionally, I realized that money isn't what creates happiness. And I found myself in my late 20s, early 30s, using a lot of the money that I was making to acquire a lot of the material trappings of success. I had, you know, literally checked off just about every list on every guy's uh, fantasy of what they want in terms of, you know, I had the gold watch, I had the nice car, I had the nice home, I had, you know, endless amounts of clothes and everything else. And my aha moment was realizing that those things didn't fill me up, that those things didn't make me happy, hmm. that uh, what was important for me wasn't just about making the money and about how I use that money, was, but was about how I can make an, a meaningful impact in people's lives, make people help people live a happier, healthier, more enriched life. And so that realization after seeing my own pathway of living more of a, of a materialistic life, a life just about the money success, led me to focus on things that were more meaningful where I was actually making a difference in people's lives. So I use my business, what I, what, anything that I do business-wise from that point on has always been, I always ask myself the question, is this going to actually help people or is this just a way to make money? And if it's, if it's just the, if it's the second answer, I won't pursue it. If it's the first, then to be, to reach as many people and to help as many people live a more meaningful, successful, happy, fulfilled life, 
then that business has to be successful because to reach more people, you have to sell more product. To sell more product, you make more money. And so making money, though, became the secondary goal for me. Having more of a meaning in other people's lives became the primary goal. Bill, I resonate with that incredibly well because I look back at my 20s and I had a lot of financial success. Now, my success came from corporate finance, came from residential and commercial real estate. It came from that kind of corporate type mentality. And it was still a lot of success financially, six figures and and growing every single year and every new job that I took. But that's one thing that I made that realization as well was that that wasn't filling me up just because I could afford the nice apartment, the nice car, the nice vacations. That was not what was really filling me up emotionally, internally, inside. And that's why when I launched Entrepreneur on Fire, you know, I knew, Bill, that this was not going to be a moneymaker. This was not going to be something where for the first six, 12 months was going to have any kind of a return on investment, except for the fact that I was going to be making a massive impact, having this great ripple effect around the world by providing free, valuable, consistent content, sharing journeys like yours, Bill, inspiring others to take their entrepreneurial leap. And that was my focus. That was my goal. And that's what you've been doing with your businesses. And you have a lot to be proud of because of that, Bill. So share with Fire Nation your proudest entrepreneurial moment. That's a great question. And you know, I, I, what I would respond to that, and first of all, I, I appreciate your path and your journey because Thank you. you're, you're helping inspire people not just to make money, which there's a lot of programs out there. There's a lot of content out there, just how to make money. It's how to make money in a way that's more meaningful, where you can sleep well at night. There's a lot of people that make a lot of money that are some of the most stressed people, some <laughs> of the most miserable people. And, you know, you look at their homes and, you know, I live in Los Angeles. There's plenty of people living in 40,000 square foot homes for a family of two or four. And there's no logical reason other than that they're showing off to other people how much money they've made. And so for you to be inspiring other people to really live a more meaningful life, you, sh- you should also, and I'm sure you are, be extremely proud about what you're doing. So Thanks, I, and I appreciate you for that. So, you know, I've, I've had many proud moments, um, but, you know, really helping people achieve their dreams is, is, is the way I get the, the proud moments. And so helping businesses that are doing service and helping people through their products and their services, you know, I've had countless examples of these businesses about to go out of business because they didn't have the capital. And I've been able to help them raise that capital that they need to grow their business and to, to touch people's lives. So that, that's really where I've gotten the most fulfillment in my business career is, is helping people reach their masses, their respective audiences with their products and their services by having the resources that they need to grow. Can you pinpoint one moment, Bill, and tell us that story? Let me talk about my current business, which I believe we're solving a problem that to me is uh, a, a problem of our time that I think uh, is needed. And that's Overnear. Overnear is my entrepreneurial pursuit right now. Overnear is a event discovery and sharing mobile app, which allows you to find the things that you're interested in, the types of things that you'd like to do, whether it's going to a concert or meeting up with your friends. And when something is relevant to you, 
because it meets your interest and meets where you are or where you plan to be, you automatically get notified. So you don't have to search through the clutter of Facebook or Twitter or any of the other social networks to find the things that are interested in, sorry, the things you're interested in. Overnear does it for you. And what's really fulfilling in this business model is that there have been through social media, many people are living their lives behind a computer screen or behind a mobile phone. And their interactions have become much more superficial. People say things in, to, in, in comments that they would never say face-to-face. They, they have quick interactions. And many people are having less real-life experiences and more time behind their screens. And so what Overnear is designed to do is to help you take your existing interests and your relationships and find when they're going to be convenient to you and actually help you have more real life experiences and, and help you get together with your friends and the people that are meaningful for you and, sh- and share those experiences together. And the thing that's really gratifying is that if you, if you think about when you reminisce or when you wax uh, poetically about some of the experiences that you've had or the things that have been meaningful in your life. People never say, oh, that was a great time that we had when we commented on your post on Facebook or that was, a, <laughs> that was an awesome tweet you had two years ago. You know, I, I keep thinking about that. It, 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 you know, it changed my life. Or, you Hashtag know, awesome sauce. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, really when people talk about the things that have been the great experiences in their life, they're, they're the things that, that you do with your friends and your family and your business contacts and your associates and, and, they, and they happen in the real world. They don't happen behind a screen. And so that's really what is driving me right now is to help people have more experiential, more joyful, more happy lives because they're getting away from their screen and actually doing things that they're interested in that can actually have more of a meaning, meaningful impact in their lives. So, Bill, let me share a personal story that I think is going to bring this full circle for Fire Nation. So back in 2012, when I had my aha moment for Entrepreneur on Fire, I was clueless. I didn't know anything about producing a podcast. I didn't know anything about the online world. I had zero online presence or broadcasting experience whatsoever. But my mentor, Jamie Tardy, said, John, go to Blog World, New York City, and just go. Meet the attendees, meet the speakers, and just engage. So, Bill, I was there and I was just blown away that these face-to-face meetings, these conversations I was having, for the first time in my life, I was like, these are my people. This is who I'm connecting with. This is who I want to surround myself with, these like-minded entrepreneurs who are out there doing great things, who are looking to make a difference. And that blew my mind and that changed everything for me. And it took me 32 years before I put myself in a situation to have that experience. You know, fast forward a year and a half from that point, and Bill was actually sponsoring a Fire Nation meetup at New Media Expo, which is what Blog World turned into in January of 2014, just a couple of months ago, where he brought 250 jab, 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 right hook books from Gary V, sponsored the Fire Nation uh, party, which we had Saturday night at this event. And then we had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people at that party cycling through and being able to grab a book, thanks to Bill. And again, I was just there at that party being like, these are my people. And Bill and was there with his friend, Lewis Howes. And you know, we were just like all looking around saying, wow, this is great. Like, this is what it's all about. Giving these people these types of experiences. 
And to me, Bill, that's what Overnear does. It allows someone like me, if I'm in San Diego, or maybe I'm going to Austin, or maybe I'm going to Boulder, Colorado for just a weekend, to actually be able to find people and experiences that I know that I'm going to relate with. Am I going in the right direction here? Without a doubt. You, you hit it right on the head, and you pointed out a couple of people that are involved with Overnear, which are Gary, v- Gary Vaynerchuk and Lewis Howes, both advisors, um, and both that believe that we're solving one of the biggest problems of our time and which is why they, they got involved with us. But yeah, it's, it's absolutely just that it's, it's to really find when you're going to be in the same place at the same time as your friends or the things that you're interested in. And without any effort on your part, you don't have to go search through all the, the clutter and find things and sift through the things that you're not interested in. When you're interested in something and it's relevant to you based on where you are or even where you plan to be, you're going to get notified and you won't miss out as a result. And so then it becomes your choice to actually attend. That's something that maybe one of your other guests at some point might be able to help you know, get, get people out of that comfort zone. But with Overnear, you're going to know when those events are. All you have to do is just show up. So Fire Nation, as your host, as the leader of the Fire Nation tribe, I'm saying right now, go ahead, check out Overnear, see what's going on around you. I mean, just to know, you don't have to actually attend that next event that happens, but just check it out. Become an Overnear subscriber, you know, download this app and just be present. Get ready to have some amazing experiences. And Bill, before we hit the lightning rounds, let's thank our sponsors. So you want to start looking a little more professional with your business, eh? I know it's tough. You have a lot to handle and you don't have a ton of resources. But with things like incoming calls, you or one of your business partners being on the line can mean the difference between landing a new client or not. No, no, no. See, that's the best part. You don't even have to hire a secretary to achieve this. What I'm talking about is getting a service like eVoice, which allows you to set up your professional greeting with call routing tools and also gives you the option to set up your own dial-by-name directory. This way, you can spend more time focusing on the task at hand and less time fumbling around with notes and call transfers. eVoice is giving Fire Nation $5 off forever on top of their 30-day free trial. So go to eVoice.com, enter promo code FIRE. That makes eVoice under 8 bucks a month. eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. If you never start, it sort of makes it difficult to get anywhere. Goals, achievements, you can throw those out the window. That's why I'm such a big fan of the just start mentality. Sure, it's scary, and it's definitely unknown, but that's part of the fun. Believe me, you definitely have plenty of support in the entrepreneurial community, especially from companies like LegalZoom. LegalZoom is here to help you get started, offering award-winning services at an affordable price. LegalZoom services have been developed by some of the best legal minds in the country, and every business they engage with gets personalized attention from start to finish. I do want to add a quick disclaimer. LegalZoom is not a law firm and provides self-help services at your specific direction. But there's so much more. Now, every LLC and incorporation package includes easy-to-use business accounting software, a $269 value free. Be sure to enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. FIRE Nation, I urge you to protect what's yours and just start today. Visit LegalZoom.com and use the code FIRE at checkout. And Bill, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning rounds, where you get to share some incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Let's do it. 
What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Well, that's a good question. I was actually always an entrepreneur as a kid. I, w- I was the kid with the lemonade stand, the, the paper route. I-, I used to get samples of products from my father who was in advertising, and I would take them to school and sell them. But I grew up with my father who kind of walked the line of being an entrepreneur and liking the security of working for another company. So it was instilled in me that I should go out and get a job after I was in college. And so I did just that. And I actually was able to um, get a job at JP Morgan, which was ultimately acquired by Chase. And it was a prestigious job. But after accepting that job, John, and before starting, it just didn't feel right to me. It felt like my own personal instincts as an entrepreneur were being smothered by working in a corporate hierarchy. So literally the day I was supposed to start, I actually called up JP Morgan and I said, thank you for the opportunity, but I quit. And I quit the day I was supposed to start without having a backup plan. And so my father wasn't too happy about that. Although later when I started having success in my entrepreneurial career and my financial career, he of course, you know, realized that that was the right path for me. So it was more of for me, overcoming the um, instilled values that didn't jive with my own values to actually shed that skin and, and be true to myself and decide that that was the career I wanted to pursue because I knew that that was the right path for me being an entrepreneur. Bill, what's the best advice you've ever received? I'm glad you phrased it as the best advice, not necessarily the best business advice because it's advice that I use in all parts of my life, business and otherwise. And that is that it's not what happens to you, but how you react to what happens to you. And so to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to be able to deal with adversity and challenges and not let them get you down or prevent you from acting, but rather be inspired to act And so even someone like myself who has been very successful in raising capital, I've had businesses where I've gone to zero cash or even negative cash. And I've had to adjust and adapt and decide who's getting paid, who am I going to negotiate terms with. And going out there then and rolling up my sleeves and working my ass off to make it happen, to bring in the capital that I needed to actually fulfill my dreams and and grow my business. So it's, it's not the things that happen to you. It's how you deal with them once they, once they occur. Bill, can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? Absolutely. I make a list every single night before the next day of the things that I plan for the next day. So I'm, I'm, I use a calendar, but I actually use the old-fashioned paper list. And I know there are a lot of apps and programs out there that work just as well. But I make a list of the things, whether it's calls or meetings or tasks that I need to do the next day or that I want to do the next day. And I do it for business and for my social life and personal life. And I always make it in the hierarchy of the things that are most important. And I always start out the next morning with those things that are at the top of my list. And then I progressively highlight them, which not only gives me a sense of achievement, but then makes me much more productive in tackling the things lower on the list. So, Bill, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote, like an Overnear that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners? Well, I'm going to give your listeners a little bit of a different internet resource, which will help them raise money. And that's 
an untraditional one, but it's the SEC, and it's sec.gov. And if you have a business and you're looking to raise capital and you're looking to find investors, this is one of the best places you can you can utilize. You, what I would suggest you do is is search for companies that are in your industry that are public and. Ideally, if you have an early stage company, look for the small public companies, look for the emerging growth public companies, but the bigger ones are fine as well. Once you go to sec.gov, search for those companies, look at their S1 registration statements, and then go into those documents and look in two sections. One is called selling shareholders. The other is called sales of unregistered securities. In both of those sections, you are going to find a list of investors who invested in those companies that are in your industry, that, and it will tell you how much they invested. So you're, you're going to be provided with your leads for targeting investors, and then go out and contact them. Simply initially start by letting them know that you have a business in the same industry as the company they invested in, and you'd like to keep them up to date of your progress and your developments. And as you do that, you'll begin to develop a relationship with them. They'll begin to see you hit your milestones. They're going to be much more prone when you go out and raise money to actually investing with you as well. Wow, Fire Nation. I hope that you hit the rewind button a couple of times here because what Bill just shared is pure pure gold. It makes me actually want to get out there and start another company. (laughs) And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've been chatting about in today's episode at eofire.com slash Bill Glazer. And Bill, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? I'd be happy to give you two if you don't mind. Okay. They're both short, so it's equivalent of reading one big book. One, (laughs) One, which I've read many, many times, is called Peace is Every Step. It's by Thich Nhat Hanh. He's a Vietnamese Buddhist monk. This is non-secular. It doesn't matter what religion you are, what spiritual practices you have. This is a book about being mindful, about being present in your daily life, about everything from not being bothered to uh, traffic, to your phone ringing, to having disturbances, how you can actually be present in all of the, the... the experiences and the day-to-day things that you do in your life. Awesome book. Highly recommend it. The other book, also short, is called The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. It's one of the old classics. It was from the early 1900s. So when you go through that, you're going to hear about the railroad business and and things that aren't current references. But the, the, the actual techniques and strategy of how you can get rich in a way that's not competing with other people, but that you're following this, these guidelines uh, is really, really powerful and really, really works if you practice it. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And of course, Peace is Every Step and the Science of Getting Rich will both be on the show notes page. And Bill, this next question is the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would go out and meet everyone I possibly could there. I would find out all I could about them, and then I, could, I would find out what I can do to help them 
without having an agenda of what I can get from them. And my life would be as fulfilling as it could possibly be. Wow. Well, Bill, I have so enjoyed listening to your journey and I'm just honored that I've been a small part of your journey thus far and look forward to that continuing in the future. And let's end by you giving Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, sharing the best way that we can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me, John. Really appreciated being on your show and thank you, Fire Nation, for the interest in checking it out. You could find me at BillGlazer.com, and you could also find me at Overnear.com. Those are my personal and my business sites. And any, anything I can do to help you and your businesses, please reach out. I'd be happy to help. In one parting piece of guidance. Get yourself an advisory board. If you're a company that is looking to raise capital, find people who are successful in your field, that will not only be mentors to you in a lot of ways where they are only devoting a small time commitment and you could pay them in, a, in equity without any cash, but they're going to give your business a huge amount of credibility when people find that they're associated with your business. And they're also going to be, open, be able to open doors for you and share wisdom that you otherwise wouldn't have. And they would want to work with you because successful people like giving back. So go target people Offer them to be on your advisory board and watch the magic happen. Find people who know people. And Bill, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've been chatting about at eofire.com. They just have to type in Bill in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up, Fire Nation. So Bill, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. Fire Nation, are you using webinars to sell your products, to build your email list, to grow your brand awareness? Why the heck not? I know that can be scary, but with Webinar on Fire, we take you step by step on how to create, present, and convert your webinar. Podcasters Paradise did over $500,000 in sales on live webinars in just four months. And on this free live workshop, we'll show you how you can start hosting your webinar today. Webinaronfire.com. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 